Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. It is now time for Shot or No Shot. And that is a snorling production. Here is Shay Norling. It quite literally is not. This is a Danny Zetterman production. No, he's the creator. I'm stealing it from him. No, he's the creator. You're producing the daily content now. Danny created Shot or no shot. He's like Rod Serling in that way. Take that. Go ahead, Snorling. All right, boys. Good morning. I want to start with a question about uh, two of the people I would deem as some of the faces of Chicago sports. The White Sox made their biggest move of the offseason yesterday. They secured both Jason Benetti and Steve Stone to multi-year deals that will keep them in the television booth. Shot or no shot, Benetti and Stone is the best booth in Chicago and the best booth in baseball. Okay. That's two different questions here. Alright, here we go. So let's let's do this together, Cap. Joniak and Thayer. Uh, then we have Adam Amin and Stacey King. Mm-hmm. Boog, is JD back? Deshaies back this year? Yes, oh, they they God. run too many people through for me. Like exactly. pick one. If it's Ryan Dempster, in love Demp. If it's JD, in love him. Great. Sutcliffe, great. Pick one. I know it sounds mean, but that doesn't sound like Cubs baseball. When you keep moving people in, like I turn on the TV, I I expect Harry to be on my TV 162 games. And I turn on a, a random Saturday game. Beth Mowens. What? Like, I'm just. <laughs> well, that's because Boo goes into, like, Benetti does the national. But we, on the White Sox stuff here, we take Len and move him over to the TV booth. I like And the then synergy. Connor slides in, or you slide in, Me. and do the game for the White Sox. So for the Cubs, I like Boo very much. I think he's a wonderfully nice man. I mentioned all the analysts. Stacy King. And Adam Amin, hey, man, they're awesome. Now, if we had Edzo and Pat Foley, like it should be, shame on you Blackhawks for running that booth out of town, and that's exactly what they did. Neither guy walked away willingly. Just let me make that clear. They could have, the people on the west side could have absolutely made sure that that amazing booth stayed together. Eddie Olchek should have retired as a Blackhawks announcer. Shame on them for that not happening. And the same with Pat Foley. Don't buy into the nonsense. Pat Foley wanted to retire. He wasn't sure. Should I keep going? Stop yourself. You're better than that. So that booth got pushed to the side. So that booth's too new to be in this category. Correct. So, okay. So who is the best booth? I have mine written down. Who's yours? In Chicago sports. Okay, full disclosure, Stoney's one of my closest friends. I love Jason Benetti, but for me... It's Jonathan Hood and Kenny Williams on UIC Broadcast? No. Oh, for heaven's sake. Wow, the way he said no, too. Yeah. I love you. That was like violent. It's, it's, <laughs> no, I don't want to be on that list. Zach and Blanzy on DePaul basketball? No. And they're good guys. Uh, <laughs> That's a shot at Dave Corzine, but go ahead. Thayer Joniak. No, I would have to tell you... It, it's almost a toss-up for me because I love Benetti and Stoney, 
But I'd have to go Amin and King. Amin and Stacey King is the best booth in Chicago sports. Like They're I've good. got like, those not- two booths run side by side for me. But Amin, Adam Amin is a freaking superstar. Yeah. And yeah. Stacey fits that booth like a glove. It's the best booth in Chicago sports. Now, you asked also for baseball, right? Is that what you said, Shay? The best booth in baseball? Yeah, that's a different question because it could be the second booth in Chicago, but the best booth in baseball. It is. It is not the best booth in baseball, Benetti and Stone. It is not. That is a combination of either Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser for or Dodger games, or Cohen Hernandez and Darling for the Met games. That's an amazing booth. Great. It's a. It's. They have such presence and fun in that booth. That's just for me. And when it, when it was Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxhall on the Reds, yeah. I would tune that in on XM yeah. just so I could hear that call because I thought Marty was amazing. Uh, but he retired, so that one fell by the wayside. Um, Pat Hughes is a Hall of Famer, and Coombe is as good a guy as, uh, as you get. But, no, I'm, I would have to go with you. The best baseball booth, it's tough to beat Benetti and Stone. It's tough. And, and full disclosure, I told you this before, Shay. Like, I listen to ESPN 1000 so often in my headphones. If I'm watching the White Sox game, I'm syncing up and listening to the state. That way, if I have to walk away from the TV, it's still in my ear, and I can walk back to, into the Hood Cave, and it's still synced up on my, on my app. So it, I don't hear a lot of Benetti and Stone because I listen to so much Casper and DJ because it's synced up on my TV. That's, that's the way I do it. Good teammate. I just... I got to got water the grass. Well, I can't. I don't have the TV in front of me, so water the grass is still listening. Because to me, as you well know, how you know me, Cap, is nothing like that sound of baseball on the radio. Yeah, Lenny is awesome. He's like a comfortable pair of slippers all summer long. That's the soundtrack to our summer. Our baseball booths, and they're both excellent. Stony and DJ, or excuse me, Len and DJ, Stony and Benetti, uh, the Cubs booths we talked about. Yeah, they're all awesome. Awesome. You, you didn't mention me, Davey. I'm in the I Hall of Pat, Fame. I said Pat Hughes is in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. You didn't mention the a longtime Cub and All-Star, Ron Coomer. I said he's one of the best guys going. Hmm. But I would have to tell you, for my personal tastes, Adam Amin and Stacey King yeah, that's the best booth in are the best. Thank you, Davey. I should have limited it to TV booths. Now I feel bad. I feel like I left Len and DJ out. But no, no, it's fine. I just, radio to me, it, like the radio booth is typically so much better, in my opinion, that I, I actually left it out when writing the question in my mind. Shay. Uh, the Chicago Bulls lost last night 111-96 to the cellar-dwelling Charlotte Hornets. They blew another lead to do it, too, being outscored 34-17 to in the fourth quarter. Trade deadline now less than two weeks away. My question, shot or no shot? The Bulls got to trade Levine. Yep. Shot. That's a shot. And I was all in that, hey, man, it's not going to change your salary cap because they were already over. They used their bird rights, it's called, to go over to sign him. So it's not like you're going to get all this cap relief. But it's not working. But if you trade him, you have to trade DeMar and Vooch unless you're extending them. Vooch's deal's up. And DeMar... Has one year left. You have to sign him this summer, or he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. So, I think they are in the single worst position of any team in Chicago sports. The Hawks are awful, but they've already acknowledged their awfulness. What do I always tell you, Cap? What do I always tell you? 
if you can, if you're the Celtics or the Nuggets or the Memphis Grizzlies or the 76ers, you are in good shape because you're at the top. If you are the Houston Rockets or the Spurs or the Detroit Pistons, you're at the bottom. So you know where you got to go. You got to go up. But being in the middle in sports sucks. Hell. You can trade anybody on this team and you're still in basketball hell. Because, like, well, you're not good enough to get the number one and number two pick because you're not that bad. But you're also not that good to be a top four, top six team in the East. So now you're just stuck. Stuck. So you, so we can talk about trading Zach Levine all we want, but you're not going anywhere. You're just stuck in neutral. This team That's, that sucks in sports because you don't know the real direction. Because like, well, do we if we tank? Okay, so how long does that take to get back up there? If we add on, can we be as good as the Celtics and the Sixers and the Bucks? And the answer is no. So I mean, you're just you're just stuck. You're just a franchise. You would turn the lights on at the United Center just trying to play games. That's it. That's it. That's a great way to put it. Just playing games. That's it. You're just playing. you got no hope. And I think the Blackhawks have moved most of their stuff out, and they'll get rid of Kane and Taze probably by the deadline. Mm-hmm. So they've got a bunch of draft capital. They traded guys. they got a chance at the number one pick. They've at least acknowledged where they're at. We're rebuilding. Bulls haven't done that. Bears have acknowledged we're rebuilding. The Bulls are in the worst shape of any of the five teams in this town. That's a fact. I can ask for for the trade, Che, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, someone has to go because either you're going to go the, the DeRozan route or the Levine route. And, of course, the Levine route wins because it's about threes and lays, layups. There is no middle game anymore in the league. And very few do it and do it well. So you got to pick a lane on which – how do you want the direction of the team to go, to go as far as offensive philosophy? So that then you see what's happening here. Two different philosophies on the floor, and they can't make it work. If I dropped you in as the GM of any of the five teams in town, if I dropped you into Lake Forest to the Hallis Hall, you'd be like, well, I got the number one pick. I got a ton of cap space. I think I have my quarterback. Let's go. I got a new president who everyone likes. We're going to get a state. Like, everything's rosy. I'd rather be right there. You're at the bottom, and yep. it's blind faith that you think you're going to get it right. But no. You have a chance, but I'm but I but you know I got something to work with. I got Justin Fields as a as a building block. Now I got all these pieces I need to fill. It's like Legos, right? How do I connect the pieces to be able to build something? Okay, if you are, if I dropped you into Rick Hahn's office, you'd be like, well, I got Luis Robert, and I got Aloy Menez, and I got Tim Anderson, and I got Dylan. Z. Like you got some stuff, the Giolito. I got some pieces. I got a chance. I can't generally manage the team though, and that's the problem. If I made you the boss though. You would be like, we've got a foundation here. We have a chance. If I dropped you into Wrigley, hmm, top 10 farm system, things are more optimistic. They're going in the right direction. You'd be like, okay, I got a chance. And no I got bad contract. And I got financial support. We were just over there yesterday across the street from Wrigley Field. All those revenue streams, I have, an, I have a chance here. Yeah, that DraftKings Sportsbook is going to be amazing. Yep. Uh, if I dropped you into... The Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, well, we're awful, but I got a lot of draft capital. Salaries are getting off the books. We have a chance. If I dropped you into the Bulls, you'd be like, all right, I'll draft somebody. With my- oh, I don't have my pick? I traded that? These guys are in expiring deals or have one year left, and I overpaid that guy? I'm in trouble. Worst job in Chicago of the five teams. Shame. 
All right, I'm going to ask about this upcoming weekend in football. The NFL Championship weekend is upon us, and this is prisoner of the moment. Cap, you'll love it, but it's being touted as one of the most wide open in the history of the league. Bengals-Chiefs, currently I think the the line's all over the place. I think the Chiefs are a short favorite right now. Chiefs are one. Eagles-Niners under a field goal on the point spread, and all four potential Super Bowl matchups on the future odds are pick'ems. This is also just the sixth time in history all four teams won at least 12 games, and since November 1st with their starting quarterback, the four teams are combined 35-2. and mm-hmm. Shot or no shot, this is the most elite NF Final Four in NFL history. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Bowles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Captain Jay Hood, are you right into work on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app? Glad that you're with us here as we take a look at the National Football League. Oh, the Final Four is here for the NFL playoffs, and we can't wait to see these games. For more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, I want to start with the AFC Championship game. Uh, we will make our picks on these, but obviously there's only two games this weekend, so we got to break these down a little oh. more, Hoodie. And the, this one, it's all over the place. Nobody knows what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. He says he's good to go. Uh, Chiefs last you look, one-point favorite, opened, I think, one-and-a-half-point favorite, moved to two-and-a-half-point dogs, back to pick, now one-point favorite. Who knows what the hell to do with this line? But if Mahomes is playing, you got to like the Chiefs a little bit, right? Well, let's hear from Andy Reid first on that. Mahomes says he looks good. He did a he did a nice job. Yeah, felt good today. So did the walkthrough. He's on track. Yeah, well, you project it a little bit just to see where it'll be. But um, for the most part, we're doing the same things. You know, so uh, the way we normally do. So, um, well, that was enlightening. Uh, he says he's good to go. Boy, breathing heavy over there, coach. <laughs> hey, man, been there. He had to walk to that podium. Oh, takes a minute. I, I know. <laughs> so, wow, I know it. So he says he's good to go. Give us the official line. The latest line on this is what? Minus one. Chiefs favored by one. Depends where you look to. Some places I'm looking at a lot of numbers. Some places the spread's just locked, and you can bet the money line. But the Chiefs are a short favorite there, minus one fifteen. That number moved when we saw the Patrick Mahomes press conference, and he left the podium, and he skipped off the podium, and he was fine without a limp. That's what told Vegas, okay, he's healthy enough to go. Let's take a look at the trend cap. Kansas City has lost three straight games to Cincinnati. The Bengals have their number, including last year's AFC title game when they blew a twenty-one to three lead. Patrick Mahomes is expected to play, even though he's got that sprained right ankle. But it's something about Joe Burrow where there's some magic there, Cap. He, it's not like he's setting the world on fire, but he does enough to win. That's what I'm seeing from Burrow. Every time we see him, especially against Kansas City, he does enough to win. I actually think that Mike, I think it's Mike Hilton, the quarterback for the Bengals, mm-hmm. who came out and called Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead. Uh-huh. 
That was the stupidest thing he could have done. Travis Kelsey came out and said, like, Mahomes downplayed it. Yeah, trash talk. That He told 610 Sports in Kansas City. Full credit. Yeah, that's that's part of the game. Whatever. We all talk. No big deal. Travis Kelsey, he was offended. He said, our team is aware of it. It will be on our wall. We are ready. We are going to absolutely use what he said as fuel for this game. Okay. Kansas City by a million. So you don't want to break it down. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you why. All right. They're going to pressure the heck out of Burrow. They're going to play with an edge. And Mahomes is not as seriously injured as people think. And he is going to be electric. Now, if we want to talk about billboard or bulletin board material, there was uh, Willie Gay in the locker room, the Chiefs linebacker the other day, was asked, what impresses you about the Bengals offense? He said, nothing. Okay. Well, uh, well, he could say that. All I know is that when Burrow is in rhythm like any other quarterback, but in particular Burrow, when he's got time to throw and gets in rhythm, he's able to connect to his receivers. It's the some of the best receivers that we have in the National Football League watching Jamar Chase and mm-hmm. watching what they can be able to do. They're loaded. But here's the thing, though. Like, you know, Justin Reed said it, the safety for the Chiefs. He says, you know what? We're not going to win this game if, we just, if we're not getting turnovers or sacks. Will the offensive line, and one of the keys I'm looking at, will the offensive line hold up for Burrow? Because Burrow gets the ball out in less than two seconds. That's what I read. Two seconds, right? If he gets in rhythm cap, Kansas City will be on their heels. Their defensive backs are going to be on their heels. We talked about this earlier in the year. Tom Brady said they have a horn that he had them install in Tampa. He did it in New England. Mm -hmm. It goes off at 2.5 seconds. Snap, 2.5 in practice. If he the ball is not out of his hands in two and a half seconds, that's a fail. Mm-hmm. Justin was holding it three and a half seconds. Way too long. Because he's running around for trying to escape pressure, and our receivers can't get any separation, and he also doesn't make the read fast enough at times. A combination of them all. Joe Burrow gets it out as fast as anybody. But I think this Chiefs team, man, they they use a collection of running backs. Their offensive line's pretty damn good. They've got enough weaponry, and Travis Kelsey is unguardable. Yeah, I like the Bengals in a close game. I think that if Burrow has multiple weapons now, it's not just the wide receivers. I like what I saw from Joe Mixon. Over 100 yards rushing. In a playoff game? He's a beast. That's, that's pretty impressive. I think in a very close game, I'm going to click Bengals plus one on my DraftKings, and we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a close game. Is there any value on the totals, guys? It's 47 and a half, 48. I got it at 48. What do you have? Totals 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. I see 48. Under? Uh, I would probably go under. I probably would only bet under. I think this is one where people look at it, especially the casual person, looks at this and goes, Burrow Mahomes, Chiefs Bengals, points, points, points. And I, I just, these are two really good defenses that are playing really well right now. And I know people think of the Chiefs and their defense being terrible. This time of year, seemingly every year, uh, it's Spagnuolo, right? It, yep. It, gets it right. I don't know why his name's escaping me in the moment, but the Spags gets it right this time of year. Every single year, that Chiefs defense shows up to play. So, I, I think I could only go under. And, and the reason why that this should be great, here's why Shea said that, hey, could this be the greatest Final Four ever for his generation? Think about it. We're seeing the next generation of of, uh, of uh, quarterbacks with Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, whatever you think of Brock Purdy. They're all 27 or younger. 
you're seeing the future of the league here in these conference uh, finals. Think about it. Four starting quarterbacks, 27 or, or younger. Pretty amazing. Well, Pretty how many, amazing. How many up. years do we see a team win the, their conference and then they go to the Super Bowl like the Patriots so many times and you're six, seven point favorite against whoever you're playing or the Rams when they, the greatest show on turf, of course they lost, but they were what, a 10 point favorite against the Patriots? This year, every potential matchup is a pick em. It's like this is as close as it's ever been in my lifetime. So the Fat Jack, who's on the Black and Abdallah show mm-hmm. regularly, this guy's really, really He'll be on really Black good. and Abdallah today, 1035. There you go. He is outstanding at what he does, prognosticating it. He's been killing the playoffs. Killing it. Mm-hmm. He just set me Kansas City under. Under! Yeah. In the game. Under the 47 and a half or 48, either one. Yep. Just get the under for that one. Yeah, I will I will definitely do that. But this is going to be interesting. Joe Burrow has the number for Kansas City. 3-0 head-to-head head head against Patrick Mahomes. The only quarterback to beat Mahomes three straight times. No quarterback has beaten Mahomes four times overall. Could it be four for lucky Joe? I know they got the swagger, the confidence to get this done. I think they win the game outright, and I I will click plus one for this. And you're on the other side. You think the Chiefs buy it? You said a million, you said. Yeah, I think the Chiefs – I'm kidding. I think the Chiefs win this something like Mm 24-17, something like that. That's the under. And I am absolutely betting the Chiefs, and I will be in the stands at Arrowhead. All right, Shay, game number two. Yeah, let's go to the NFC. Uh, The Eagles are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite last I looked. I believe that's still the line over the 49ers, that game at the link in Philly. Two-and-a-half points in the playoffs is basically the home field advantage line. This game on a neutral field would probably be a pick. I I I keep thinking about it, Hoodie. For me, like, San Francisco traveling west to east is difficult. People don't talk about that a lot. Going from a really nice weather place to the link, Difficult. Brock Purdy on the road, difficult. I, I think you just have to ride the lightning with Philly. Why? Can you explain to me why is it in 2023? Why is it difficult? Time zone change. You got to go through oh, three time stop. zones. Dude, it's, I mean, I told, I gave you this week one. San Francisco coming west to east to play the Bears. It's a bad spot, and it wasn't just the weather. They got put in a bad spot. Yeah. The West. Look at the history of teams going west to east. It's not good. He's got, a, he's got a trend there for you, Cap. Yeah. I, first of all, there's a big difference playing at noon in Chicago, which is a two-hour time difference, so it's 10 a.m. That's big difference, mm-hmm. and you're playing in a monsoon here. Yep. Totally different than playing what will be a kickoff of, I think it's, what time is that game kickoff? 3.30? Mm-hmm. 3 or 3.30. Mm-hmm. So it's still, at worst, noon, their body clock. They're fine. They're going to get in there in plenty of time, maybe arrive today, get ready to go, go through a walkthrough. I think that's a highly overrated part of the matchup. The weather, certainly going to be an issue. And the Eagles are really flipping good. Yeah, the first game's at 2, the second game's at 5.30. So So San Francisco-Philly at 2. Right. That is 3 Eastern, Mm -hmm. noon, West Coast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's one of the keys, guys, when I look at this game. So what can Jalen Hurts do against this defense? That's the question for, for Philly. What can they do? So when I look at this, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense, can they run the football against this vaunted 49ers defense? Probably not. 
But Hertz ranks third in QBR and leads the league in pass touchdowns on throws 20 or more yards down the field. Now, okay, the defense for the 49ers cap on the other side ranks near the bottom of the league in those areas. So it's going to be Hertz having to put the ball in the air. Yes, can the, can the Eagles run the football? Can they do it effectively? Probably not against the 49ers. But so I'm thinking if the Eagles are going to win, the ball's got to be in the air to take on that 49ers secondary. Okay, and I'm going to give you a stat that will dispel that notion that you can't run the football against the 49ers. Nick Bosa, who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yep. Tim or Micah Parsons, and I think Nick is an overwhelming favorite. Nick Bosa in run-stop win percentage, and they're going to run right at him. 180th out of 195 qualified defensive linemen. 180! Run it right down his throat. Because if you send Jalen Hurts back and you're asking him to process, take time, read, make throws in inclement or cold weather, Nick Bosa is going to put you on your ass. He's a great pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, run the football. Eagles win it by, I'm going to say, five or six. I believe, Shay, that the Eagles are going to win this game. What's the latest line? Two and a half. Yeah, I, I see the Eagles winning this game. And again, Brock Purdy and that system for San Francisco has been great, but this is the time cap where you need to have difference makers at the quarterback position. It ends for Brock Purdy coming up uh, on Sunday. Philly wins the game, and they go to the Super Bowl against Cincinnati. I'm logging in to get the latest right to the second line. By the way, very quickly, Cap, if I may. 46 and a half, the total has dropped. I, I know I have to do the homework and show my work. Since 2005, West Coast teams traveling east in mountain time, 68% against the spread. Pretty good. Central time, 45% against the spread. Eastern time, 43%. It's a real thing. West Coast teams going east do not cover. I'll let you know that if you're into the National Football League, if you watch these games, we ask you to listen to Black and Abdallah. They'll be on Sunday between 1.30 and 5.30. The show's called Wanna Bet with Black and Abdallah. So what we tell you is before the game at 1.30, check out Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000, also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. So you can watch the game and interact with the guys for Want to Bet with Black and Abdallah, 130 to 5.30 on Sunday. Don't forget, we'll be live and local with the guys looking at the gambling spreads uh, for both of these games, San Francisco, Philly, and Cincinnati and Kansas City. All right, coming up next, and it's brought to you by FanDuel, by the way. Headlines coming up, and we'll get more of your phone calls in. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. It's Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. The Bulls had another second-half meltdown, blowing a lead and losing 111-96 to to Charlotte. DeMar DeRozan finished sixth among guards in the All-Star voting, just being just missed being the uh, selected as an All-Star starter. Blackhawks beat Calgary 5-1, improving to 7-5 in January. And Billy Packer passed away at age 82. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We will cross talk with Black and Abdallah as they're in for Greeny. 
from 10 to 12. Then it's Carmen and Yurko followed by Wadlin Sylvia 2. We Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah at 6. Freddie and Fitzsimmons 8 to midnight right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. I did a little research at the break. I shared this with you. Action Network did a deep dive over West Coast teams going east. And prior to 2013, Sterling was exactly right. There was an advantage. Now, because of charters and better rest and managing the time that they fly, all of it, their sleep uh, coaches, they've got all of this. Action Network concludes there is no longer value fading a West Coast team going east. While West Coast teams have been undervalued in this situation the past few seasons, it's likely this trend will regress. People have caught on, and the key takeaway is that profitable betting trends will lose value over time, and bookmakers are, bookmakers are being forced to adjust. So if it's your team that's traveling from west to east, how would you handle it? Would Probably you, go a day earlier. You could get in there on Friday or yeah, Thursday. Practice today mm-hmm. on our, at our place. Yeah. Eat, get on the charter, get to the hotel, have our meetings, get a good night's sleep, go through walkthroughs tomorrow, meetings, all that stuff, and get another good night's sleep. You're adjusted. You're good. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're flying to Europe here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, that's always something that gamblers look at, that travel from one end to the other. How does this affect the playoffs with San Francisco and Philadelphia? I don't know. I just look at the matchups. No matter the travel, I just look at the matchups and see. And I think that Philadelphia is a better team. Uh, speaking of Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni was my choice in August when we made our selections uh, for coach of the year. I had Sirianni as the coach of the year. I just thought the Eagles would be in this position. He's, he talks about San Francisco and, a, and then how they have a passion, but you know what? We're good, too. You can really feel that passion that they're playing with and the celebrating on the sideline um, with their coach and uh, how is it going to be any different in NFC Championship game? It's the way it is. Our guys, are, our good players are going to have to play good against their good players, and we're going to just have to be sound with what we do, but we got good playmakers, too, right? And we're going to just have to be sound with what we do. So Nick Sirianni, the head coach for the Eagles. The reason why we hear from Sirianni talk about playmakers so we know that out of the four quarterbacks and we just mentioned our last segment boy how young this is and this is what this is what makes sports go round and round cap it's one thing to take a look at the legends and we can talk all day about the legendary stars of the 80s and 90s and 2000s but it's nothing like looking at what's next what's new that's what keeps the meter moving for sports we just talked about a couple days ago the ratings for the nfl i told you like the jacksonville game 37 million people? 37 million people watch the game? Crazy. What? Crazy. But, but this is where we are because they want to see Trevor Lawrence. It's something new. It's something fresh. So out of the four quarterbacks, Purdy would be fourth on this list because... No doubt. He's the seventh-round pick. He's no, the last player drafted. He's the last player drafted. And a rookie. Yeah. So there's Mahomes and Burroughs and Hurts that we're going to see. This all relates to Justin Fields. It always does because we're in Chicago. But you have Burrow as your number one on this list, right, out of these four that we're going to see this weekend? No, didn't I say Mahomes? But Burrow's right there. So you like Mahomes as the best of the four we're going to see this weekend? Yeah, because we talked who would we draft if we had a draft of every quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And I would take Patrick Mahomes number one. I think I said Burrow number two. If I'm wrong... Correct me, but I believe that's what I said. 
I thought, well, that was our original list, yes. I thought that maybe you'd look at this Final Four and say that now. But you still believe Mahomes and the Chiefs can win this game against Cincinnati. I just bet him yeah. at break. I just, just bet him. You just clicked Because I will be at the game and you can't bet in that state, dumbasses. And so... <laughs> going after the Missouri legislature. Yeah, but just stupid. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's 2023. I'm sitting in the stands. I want to live bet something. Nothing. It is a disconnect when you travel and you forget to get, hit your bets and you go into a place and it's like, let me get my bets. To get. Can't bet here? And it stops you? Dude, the, vent, the electric fence is up on your app? Yeah, I'm in Wisconsin all the time. Can't bet there. Excuse me? Come on now, it's 2023. How stupid do you have to be? It adds just more revenue to your state. Why would you not do that? Correct. I'm in Kentucky. Like, ah, oh, college basketball. Here we go. I was going to bet Illinois against Michigan State. Can't do it. Right. <laughs> it's just it's dumb. unbelievable. Dumb. So, okay, so Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts. And you have Mahomes first. Would Burrow be second on your list? Yes. I think that's the same for me, too. But what if, and the big what if is, what if Hurts wins this game against San Francisco, which I think is likely? And I compare Hurts to Justin Fields only in this regard. People have looked at both these guys. Boy, Hurts is 6'1", 223. I think that Justin's about 6'1", 2", legit, right? I think he's taller than that. 6'2"? I, I think he's close to 6'3", about 228. He's a big, big dude, man. Bare feet? Bare feet or in cleats? I think the measurements were done bare feet. Bare feet? Was... I'll give you his combine measurements. I was, Justin. I think and he's it's... gotten stronger and bigger since then. So the, the numbers up to, to date now for Jalen Hurts cap is 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, Six interceptions, 66.3 quarterback rating. And I've always liked Jalen Hurts because even when people were doubting him in Philadelphia, I said, you know, the arrow's pointing up for this young man. Everybody needs weapons. But once you have the weapons, what can you do with them? So it's just not him running the football, but he has a good enough arm to keep them in the ball game. Ba- uh, barefoot. 6'2", 228, arm length 32 and a half inches, hands 9 and an eighth. And prospect grade was 6.45. So there's all your intangibles. If Hertz wins this whole thing, mm-hmm. and again, I, I expect him to get to the Super Bowl and, and possibly win it. What does that say for, for Justin Fields? Yes, they're two different people, but the styles could be very similar, couldn't they? Good arm. And again, Justin still has to develop, but the speed is there for both of those guys. No question. If, Look, if Jalen Hurts loses on Sunday to a really good 49ers team that I think is more talented than the Eagles, but not at the quarterback position, obviously, I don't think it says that you can't win with Jalen Hurts or Justin. They didn't win that day. Yes. They got an amazing team, Philly. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. They got that offensive line. That defensive line gets to the quarterback. They got weapon. They're loaded. They can run the ball. If they go in and win the the uh, Super Bowl, you can look at it and go, boy, if the Bears can build that, but it's we're a, light years away. Cap, it's the team I admire the most in the NFL. The, the Eagles? Yeah. Just how they're built. Roseman has just done a terrific job. He's done a terrific job. That's just like, that, that, like, I could say Kansas City, but for me, it's Philadelphia. And I'm not saying that the Bears have to be a carbon copy. you got to do you. you got to be what you think is best for the organization if you're polls. I just think I like what Philadelphia does. And with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, if he's able to win the Super Bowl, look out. Because people will say, well, wait a minute. This guy runs with the football, also is a good pocket passer, and he's got all these weapons. we got to get that. 
and this is why we look across the landscape of, of the NFL, people are looking for the running quarterback because the game has changed. We see this all across college football. Same thing with the NFL. If Philadelphia wins, the first thing I'm going to think about is, boy, all right, Bears, you're on. You have a quarterback in place that you think you can mold and shape. Now put weapons around him. What are you saying in my ears, Shay? You, you, what'd you... I just I, I wanted to say it in the moment, but you were having a good conversation. I didn't want to break in. What is it now? Cap read measurables and then called them intangibles. I couldn't believe it. Did I say that? Well, there's because there's a whole thing on intangible. I just didn't want to go that deep in the week. Here he's barefoot, six foot two. His arm length sixty one point three inches. He runs a four one forty. This that all these like hard numbers six point whatever a prospect grade. There's his intangibles, yeah, and just, I'm like so? measurables. Yeah, whatever. Who gives a flying <laughs> half? Who cares? Really? Who cares? I'm just having fun. Uh, Jalen Hurts ran a four five nine. Justin Fields, a 4-4-3. That is a significantly faster quarterback. Who gives a flying F? Exactly. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> yeah, his intangibles are he's going to go in there and punch you in the head. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> That's a measurable. If you come punch me in the head, you tangibly did it. That is an intangible because you don't have any idea the fire that rages. Oh, oh, all right, now let's not do that. Okay, no, no, Rocky. All right, yeah, no. no, let's no. Not that's not yet. no, no, Rocky. Not yet. It's a it's a football fun Friday. We're not uh, fighting anybody. So, what f- else do you have? What is this? When you look at forty times, uh, Justin Fields is a beast, man. Yeah. Call him intangibles, measurables, or whatever the hell you want. That guy is a beast. And you got people, jackaloons. He's our jackaloon. Eddie on the north side. Yes. If he can't take a look at these numbers, watch the lousy team we put around him and see what that guy was able to produce. Eddie, I don't know what you're watching. Guy calls in every day. Justin's terrible. <laughs> Coming up next, is this woman cheap or a genius? Genius or stupid? Next on Cap and Hood. When you need auto parts... O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll even bring it out to you curbside. Or choose to have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your order fast with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We got something for you, Chicago Bulls, coming up at 9 o'clock right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Popular content creator Vivian Two. Vivian Two, Electric Boogaloo, who boasts more than 2.3 million followers on TikTok cap, went viral on the video sharing platform, and she shared her unconventional budgeting hack, says that, you know, women are bad with money, but I used to go on six dates a week to avoid paying for groceries. Wow. Six six. Dates a week but to avoid six paying different for men or multiple or one man. Well, I think it's, it's multiple men. 
So in his interview with Elite Daily 2, a former Wall Street uh, trader was ranked in the Forbes top 30 under 30. She says that she made $95,000 a year, U.S. money, but uh, she got on dating apps and she dated multiple men so that way she wouldn't have to pay for groceries. Honestly, good grift. Good on her. Yeah, genius or stupid? Genius, absolutely. I think it's absolute idiocy. Stupid. She says, in my opinion, deliberately going on dates for a free meal isn't a great idea, but I'm very much in that camp uh, that you're dating to find love. Um, But she says that she did that. She arranged dinner dates so that way she wouldn't have to pay. She says she saved 150 bucks in groceries. Who wants to sit on a date with someone you have zero in common with, make freaking small talk? Have you seen what a carton of eggs costs? If it's getting me out of that, like, I'm jealous of this woman. I, as a man, probably would have a difficult time going on six different dates and getting the women every time to pay for the meal every single time so I can duck groceries. Like, it would be probably more expensive for me. I think that's reasonable to say. I mean, if I could do this, I would do this. This is genius. She's saving money. She's making her life more affordable. Good for her. To have to be around people you have zero in common with and sit there and make small talk while you're going to a restaurant. Oh, God. But But here's the point, though, Cap. She's so cheap. Okay. How cheap is she, Johnny? She's so cheap that she'd go out on multiple dates. And who knows what happens after those dates? Okay. Just to save money so she didn't have to pay for groceries. So she's saving 150 bucks, and it's like, you make 95 a year. You can't afford groceries. I mean, maybe she lives in New York or San Francisco where it's tough. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but to have, like, hey, we're going out to eat at this vegan restaurant. I don't like vegan. Well, that's where I'm taking you. Yes. But how cheap do you have to be? She says that it's power moves, girl power, smarter, not harder. That's what she said. That's about, why she did that. How about fake it till you make it? Well, well right. That would be pretty much just what she <laughs> Well, hopefully with her, hopefully that's not the case. And she's not faking it. That's the hope. But I'm not. But I'm just a pawn, man. I'm, you're taking out a, a, a young lady. And she's just doing it just to save money? Come on, man. Hey, you want to go out to dinner? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, oh, I yeah, got, absolutely. I'll go. You think it's genius, though, Shay. You think it's pretty good that she's, yeah. she takes care of her breakfast and lunch, if, if, she, if she's having breakfast and lunch, and she's having someone else paid for dinner. Pretty much. I think it's a hor- it sounds like a horrible life. Horrible. Listen, if she enjoys it, makes her life affordable. Living is expensive, man. If this makes her life affordable, good for her. Now, if I found out that this woman was dating me, like going on dates with me, having me pay for dinner so that she could just get groceries and she was seeing other people as well just so she didn't have to pay for groceries. She could have meals every night. Uh, I'm going to start taking her to like Burger King. (laughs) I don't think it's the same person. I mean, maybe it might be, but I just think it's it's random dudes. Whopper, 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 whopper. (laughs) That's what you're getting. So how about this, Cap? Uh, In addition to the story, listen to this. The market closest to my apartment was incredibly expensive, so I never really felt comfortable shopping there. Instead, I would haul my butt to the subway 15 blocks to the grocery store, Trader Joe's, or grab all I can carry. It wasn't easy, and I, I really had to think strategically about it, usually just buying turkey corn dogs and frozen pizza. Wow. That was her choice, uh, turkey corn dogs or frozen pizza, if it wasn't for the But uh, she didn't want that anymore. So she decided to be able to just 
Was it grift? Is that the word grift on other guys? Yeah, grift. Yeah. It's a good grift. Yeah. That's what I say. It's a good grift. It's, good yeah, for her. I, I think it's a horrible grift. It sounds a horrific way. To li- what are you doing tonight? I got to go hang out with this guy. I have no interest. Nothing in common. I'll get a free meal. That's a horrible way to live your life. You think that's all she's getting is a free meal? She's getting the Whopper cap. Along with that. Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. Okay, and if you have zero attraction to the person. All right, they're perfect. I got to take care of them. (laughs) A horrible way to live your life. (laughs) I mean, it's just awful. He's playing for dinner, so I got to take care of him. Yeah. Awful. Every night. Every night, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Every night. Like, <laughs> some random dude. Oh, it's Chuck tonight, huh? Oh, okay, here's it's Sam tonight. <laughs> right. Oh, it's Justin tonight. That's just <laughs> an awful way to live a life. <laughs> Every night. I'm still, like, I thought your problem with it would be that she was taking advantage of the money aspect, not that it's having to hang out with a new person every night sounds dreadful. Sounds absolutely dreadful. First of all, I think it's, you know, what she's doing is what? It's, um... It's what? Well, it depends what she's doing after. Like, is she... (laughs) Oh, be careful. I have a feeling I know where you're going. I want you to be careful with this one. I mean, is she basically an escort? That's where I thought he was going, Hood. All right. Well, coming up next. <laughs> I tried to keep it clean. No, you're, that's a good question, though. Is she basically a paid escort? Yeah, I'll blank for food. <laughs> Without the sign. Right. <laughs> like Blank for food. Like, that's just, just a bad way to live your life. Are the Bulls really the furthest team from a title at Chicago? We address it next in two minutes in Blank for Food.